church. Say amen. At the church. Say amen. I know, I know, I know. I feel you, I feel you. Oh, yeah. Thank God. Thank God for his keeping. Numbers chapter 32. The book of Numbers chapter 32. Chapter 32. Beginning with verse 2. In these words, you find the children of Gad and the children of Reuben came and spoke, spake unto Moses. To Eleazar the priest, and unto the princes of the congregation, saying, Adaroth and Dibon and Jazel, Nimrah, Heshibon, and Elie, and Shabam, and Nebo, and beyond, even the country which the Lord smote before the congregation of Israel is a land for cattle and thy servants have cattle. Wherefore, said they, if we have found grace in thy sight, let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession and bring us not over Jordan. Amen. Let this land be given unto thy servants for a possession and bring us not over Jordan. I want to talk about this morning. I want to talk about standing on nothing less than God's promise. Standing on nothing less than God's promise or settling for nothing less than God's promise. Carter G. Woodson was born in 1875 to illiterate former enslaved persons. He grew up working as a sharecropper and later on working in coal mines in West Virginia. He did this to help support his family. But he always wanted more. He knew the importance of education and he eventually saved up enough money to attend graduate and to attend and graduate from school. He went on from there to earn a bachelor's, bachelor's degree in literature from Berea College in Kentucky, and then a master's from the University of Chicago, and eventually became the second black American to earn a PhD from Harvard, second only to W.E.B. Du Bois. Woodson was determined to tell stories that others had felt like had no place in American history. He, he, he felt like the history of this country didn't really tell the history of this country. So he wanted to tell the part that was not being told. He published more than 20 books on what was then called Negro history. 
1926, it led to the establishment of what was known then as Negro History Week. Woodson died in 1950. But in 1976, his Black History Week turned into Black History Month. When under, under then-president Gerald Ford, a one-term president, by the way, <laughs> uh, and the only president that ever served without being elected, he, he sees this opportunity, he, the president sees this opportunity to call upon the public to seize the opportunity to honor too often neglected accomplishments of black Americans. This and many other stories like this tell the story of a people determined to make this nation live up to its creed that all men are created equal. And yes, we've come a long way. And uh, there are, we're still, even now, as far as we've come, we are somehow in view of the promised land. We have witnessed changes that our foreparents could only dream of. But as we continue our march, as we continue to claim what is rightly ours as citizens who have contributed and who have actually built this nation, we're running into a problem. Not just from without. We've always had folk from without who, who, who want to keep America great. We've always had them, if you know what I mean. There's always those who want to keep it great or make it great. But the problem that we experience is, is with folk who look like us. Folk who have been in the struggle and even benefited from the struggle who are saying now that we have enough. Who are saying now that we've gone for enough. We, we are satisfied right where we are. As a matter of fact, I heard somebody say just the other day, in effect, uh, must have been good to us. <laughs> y'all heard him, y'all heard him. Must have been good to us. This country been good to us, and we ought to be grateful for where we are right now. There's a thinking that there is no need to pursue the promise of equality. No need for equal rights. We're all right just where we are. And I brought, I brought you all through all of that just to show you where we are in the text. That's right where we are, right here in the text. Children of Israel, by the mighty hand of God, have walked away from being enslaved in Egypt. God's keeping his promise to them, and he's promised them that he's going to bring them out of bondage and into a land that was so full of everything they would ever need. The land full of resources that, that, that was said to be flowing with milk and honey. All that meant was that God had prepared a special place for his people if they would just trust him and obey him and follow his lead. Everybody with, with good sense, my brothers and sisters, everybody with good sense and who knows God ought to want to claim everything that God has in store. Don't you want everything that God says is yours? If you got good sense... You ought to want everything that God says that you can have. Yet, this text points out to us two tribes of Israel, Gad and Reuben, and then later on half of another tribe, Manasseh, 
who made the choice that the land that they were on, forget about the promised land. They made, they, they made the decision that the land that we own, we are on right here on the east side of Jordan is good enough for us. Are y'all hearing this? The land that we are on on the east side of Jordan, it's good enough for us. And there's no need to cross the Jordan to the promised land because what we got is all right. Y'all ain't hearing me. As we go through the story, you're going to see that they were able to work out a deal. They worked out a deal with Moses, and Moses really allowed it. And everything turned out all right. But the question must be raised. Why would you settle for all right when God has promised you the best? Are y'all hearing me? Why would you settle for all right when God says it's all yours? But what? What would cause a child of God to sell for less than what God has promised them? Come to the text. Come to the text. Children of Israel, after leaving Egypt, they've wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And now they are on the final approach to the promised land. They've just conquered and captured the land on the east side of Jordan. And now all they got to do is cross over the Jordan, clear out the inhabitants over there, and claim the land that God has promised them. The land that God had prepared especially for them. They're crossing over. They're ready to cross over into a land of plenty, a land that is said to be flowing with milk and honey. But as they prepare to cross over to claim their possession, the leaders of these two tribes, Gad and Reuben, came to Moses and said to Moses, in essence, uh, Moses, we're really fine right here. <laughs> We're, we're really all right where we are. Moses, you, you know us. We've got all this cattle. We've got plenty of cattle and livestock. And this land right here is perfect for cattle and livestock. So, so Moses, tell you what. Y'all going over there. <laughs> Y'all going over to the promised land. Y'all going over there. Have a good time over there. Y'all going over there, but we're going to stay right here. We, we, we are fine right here where we are. Are y'all following me? We are right, right here where we are. I want to submit to you this morning that that crowd still got some cousins alive today. I just believe it. I just believe it. They still, they still got a few cousins around right now. Folk who have been so impressed by the present that they can't see the future. Folk who have become so comfortable with good that they can't phantom better. Folk so overwhelmed by what God has brought them, has brought, brought them to, that they lose sight of what God has in store for them. Yeah. Well, my brothers and my sisters, how many times have we gotten off the path of faith because we were distracted by what we can see right now? Yeah. You ain't got to tell your neighbor nothing. This many times have you been distracted by, by, by what's in front of it, just by what you're looking at right now? How many times have you ignored the substance of things hoped for? Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, yeah. And, and stood in willful ignorance of the evidence right in your face. You see, if you've got so much cattle, that it causes you to lose sight of Canaan. I hear you. you got too much cattle. I just said something right there. I said, 
If cattle causes you to lose sight of Canaan, you got too much cattle. And if you've acquired so much stuff that it causes you to lose sight of what God has in store for you, you got too much stuff. I assure you that anything that God has prepared for you will outlive anything you pick for yourself. Write that down. You see, my brothers and my sisters, anything you pick for yourself has a time stamp on it. It won't last. Anything you pick for yourself is just one. Jesus himself said that earthly treasures will either be consumed by rust, thieves will steal it, or moth will eat it up. Trying to tell you anything you got has a time stamp on it. Either it will leave you. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. Or you will leave it. You don't believe it, you lay down and die tonight. You'll be fussing over your stuff in the morning. So, they say to Moses, they say to Moses, Moses, we are good right where we are. We're good right where we are. We'll stay here on the east side of Jordan. Now, mind you, they ain't even seen what's on the west side. Y'all listen to me. They haven't even seen what was on the west side. They were basing their decision on what they could see right now. Bad mistake. Bad mistake. Never make a decision based on what you see now, especially when you know that God has promised you better. Somebody sitting here in the sound of my voice right now. Somebody sitting in the sound of my voice. You sitting here right now and you realize that you missed out on what God had for you because you settled for something you could see right then. Oh yeah, you in here. Don't 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 look at nobody. Don't, don't, don't. Look at me. Look at me. But you don't about to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't figure it out that, 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 that I missed something. <laughs> Because I was grabbing what I could see right then. But Moses, who by now is old and seasoned leader, Moses didn't even get mad. He didn't even get angry with them. He, he just began to give them a history lesson. Moses, it's right there in the book. Moses started telling them, he said, 40 years ago, I actually sent out 12 spies to look out this promised land. That Yeah, yeah they, they went to see it, look at it, and scope it out so that we could take it. They, they went, they found this land, and the land was everything that God said it was going to be. As a matter of fact, they brought back evidence. That this land was everything God said. They brought back grapes, giant grapes and giant fruit just to show that God, this is exactly what God says it's going to be. But, but 10 of those spies that I sent, 10 of the 12, in spite of what they saw, they came back and brought a negative report. They came back and put fear in the hearts of a people by telling them, yeah, it's a lot of stuff over there. It's nice. But they came back telling the folk, but there are some giants over there. Y'all ain't hear me. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's everything God said. But there are some giants over there. And we are not able to take that land because of the people that live there. And because of that negative report, we've been, are y'all hearing me? The people rebelled against God. And Moses said to them, while he's talking to them, he said, that's why we've been wandering around out here in the wilderness. These 40 years, we've been waiting on all those folk to die off. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. We've been wandering around for 40 years waiting for all the doubters. 
So, so what I'm saying to you, Moses says, what I'm saying to you is, the last thing I want now, we are right here on the east side, ready to go over into Jordan. And the last thing I want right now, since we've come this far, we are right across the Jordan from the land that God has promised. I don't want the people to lose faith again. I don't want them to lose faith again and get it in their minds that, yeah, that, that where we are is all right. I don't want them to settle for where we are. I want to keep them excited about claiming the promise of God because where we are right now is not what God promised us. I'm preaching harder than y'all here saying amen. I, amen. Where we are right now is not harder. It, it is not what God promised He's saying to them, God didn't bring us this far to be all right. <laughs> Y'all ain't here. I just said something. I said, God didn't bring us this far to be all right. He's bringing us to the fulfillment of his promise. Never settle for all right when you're on the brink of what God has promised you. And the next thing that he points out is that there are people dwelling in the land that they, yeah, that, that there are people over there dwelling in the land that God has promised that there are people who live there. Now we knew they were there. There are people who live there, but God has promised this land to us. So these people must be driven out. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and because you're willing to settle. Your fellow tribesmen, your, the other tribes now, are going to have to be short-handed in the battle to take control of the promised land. Just because you made up your mind that you are right where you are. Are y'all hearing me? We're going to be short-handed in the battle because you made up your mind that you are right right here. In other words... Rather than having all the men from 12 tribes fighting and claiming the land, we're going to end up short. We're going to end up with 10 tribes or nine and a half tribes just because you have decided that you are fine. Because you've decided that you're all right. Right where you are. My brothers... And my sisters, the battle that we are in right now for civil and civil rights, the battle that we're in for justice right now wouldn't be as hard if there weren't so many folk who felt like they already arrived. It wouldn't be as hard as it is if there wasn't so many folk who felt like we all right where we are. Oh, I've got my executive position. I got my house in the suburbs. Two, two cars in the garage, two kids and a dog. I got a bank account. I'm just fine where I am. So here is Moses' solution. He said, just so we can stay in the will of God. Just so we stay on the good side of God. He says, this is what we're going to do. Y'all are going to come on and fight. Y'all come on and fight. You're going to go with us and fight and claim the land that God has promised. It's in the be read, read the Bible. Read the Bible. And once we have fought and claimed the promised land... If you want to come back across here, oh y'all hear me? If you want to come back across here and live on the east side of Jordan, then that's your choice. And guess what? Guess what? They did it. They agreed to do that. These folks actually left their wives and their children there, livestock on the east side of Jordan to go fight for the promised land on the west side of Jordan. And then after they won, 
They came back. They left the promised land after fighting for it and came back across the Jordan to live on the east side. Read your Bible. Paying west side prices for east side accommodation. Are y'all hearing this? And sisters, we spend more time and energy trying to get around God's plan than we would if we just walk with God's plan. <laughs> I'm through now. <laughs> but as I head to my seat, I want you to know that I'm standing on the promises of God. <laughs> Everything that God says is mine. Y'all, I'm standing on the promises of God. And because of what God has promised me, I will not settle for anything that this world has to offer. I can't speak for anybody else, but like the songwriter, I, I'm so satisfied. I'm so satisfied with my Savior. He means more to me than anything that this world can ever offer me. If God promised me peace, then I want peace. If God has promised good to me, then I want good. If God has promised me a mansion on the other side, guess what? I don't want a cabin in the corner of Glory Land. I want to claim the mansion that God says is mine. You see, God has made me some promises through his son, Jesus Christ. He promised me that if I would trust him, yeah, are y'all hearing me? If I would give my life to him, he promised me that he would give me eternal life. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. He did just what he said. He gave his only begotten son that I might have a right to the tree of life. Are y'all hearing me? Can't speak for anybody else, but I'm standing on the promise. Standing on the promises of God. I'm standing on the promises of Christ, my King, through eternal ages. Let his praises ring. Glory in the highest. I will shout and sing. I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises, I cannot fail when the howling storm of doubt assail. By the living word of God, I shall prevail. I'm standing on the promises of God. Yes, yes, I'm determined. Yeah, y'all ain't hearing me. I'm determined to make it to the promised land. Yeah, my folk at home used to say it like this On Jordan's stormy banks, I stand and cast. Oh, wishful eye to Canaan's fair and happy land where my possessions lie. I'm bound for the promised land. I'm bound for the promised land. Oh, who, oh, who will come and go with me? I'm bound. For the promised land is already paid for. Yeah, one Friday, yeah, on an old cross where you hung his head and died. He died for the sins of the world. He died 
but he ain't dead because early Sunday morning he got up he got up oh power oh power All power is in his hand. God has promised good. God has made a promise to us. My prayer is that none of us will sell for anything less than what God says belong to us. God bless you. Bless you, Doc. every time we proclaim Jesus Christ it is to lift an invitation to you and pray that God's spirit has touched your heart and your spirit there is a promise and it comes with the person of Jesus the Christ says simply believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved and if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you shall be saved and here's the good news that's a promise thou God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son Whoever believes in him shall have eternal life. Don't miss it. That's a promise. So now the invitation is given to you to come. All you that are weary and heavy laden, Jesus promised that he'll give you rest. relationship with God it is only through Jesus the Christ come give your life to him today
the invitation has been given. Word of God has been preached. The gospel has been lifted. And you have the right through Christ to claim every promise God gave you. Lord, this is our prayer. We pray it in the matchless and mighty name of Jesus. Your son and our Savior. Amen and thank God you may be seen. Oh, we ought to give God praise. We ought to give God praise. We ought to give Him praise. For what He has done in and through His Word. Amen. Always in order. Amen, amen. Just come. If you have a need, just come. That's right. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, 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 yes. Oh. This is where we pray together, congregation. Oh, yes. yes, Lord. You can come if you have a need, but you can also come if there's joy in your heart and you just want to give God thanks yes, for what He yes. has and is doing.
God, we thank you even for the possibilities that are wound up in this new month. God, you brought us into a new year. You brought us through the first month. And now, God, you are ready and preparing the way for us to go forward. And so, God, these, your people, are assembled on this altar and around this sanctuary. God, looking for your help. Lord, seeking your presence, seeking a word from you, O oh God. And so, oh God, there are hearts in this sanctuary that are heavy. There are minds, oh God, that might be filled with doubt, oh God. There are people that are struggling in various ways. And so, oh God, we're so thankful and so blessed that we have this blessed privilege to come and talk to you, knowing that you hear us. And so, oh God, we, we, we pray a special prayer over our bereaved families, oh God. Oh God, we pray for the Malcolm families and the, the Baileys and the Clarks, oh God, the entire extended family, as they continue to wrestle with grief. God, continue to show them who's God and continue to be strength like no other. Dear God, we pray for those who are sick, in need of healing, oh God. We need your healing touch right now, oh God. Not tomorrow, not the next week, but we need your touch right now. Dear Lord, those who are waiting on reports and who are, are waiting on diagnoses, oh God, step in and intervene. Be what the doctors can't be. Be what the lab technicians can't be. Oh God, be who you are. Be healing. Be a delivering touch. Because we know you've done it before. And we just know that and believe that you'll do it again. Dear God, we heard the word that our pastor preached this morning. And we received that. And God, we just ask you to give us a spirit that will not settle. God, help us to see beyond right now. Lord, we know what's on the news. We know what's going on in the streets. God, but do not leave us where we are. Continue to give us a vision. Because as we celebrate Black History Month, God, our ancestors, those whom we are not privileged to know, Dear God, they prayed for us. They prayed for a day that we would be able to see better and brighter. And so, oh God, help us not to settle in the right now, but for our children's sake, and for our children's children's sake. God, help us to persevere in spite of evil, in spite of wayward leaders, in spite of communities that have gone astray. God, help us. Help us to see more than what we see now. God, we speak life over that entrepreneur. We speak life over that new business owner. We speak life over that person who is in the waiting room of, of figuring out if they want to continue education. God, help us to get out of the waiting room of life and to go for our healing, to go for that new job, to go for that new opportunity. God, help us to see more than you, that we can ever think or ask. Oh God, we pray for our children. God, we pray that whatever evil is trying to come up on them, that you would step in in the divine way that you know how. And you would cover our children from all sides. Blocking out drugs, blocking out weapons, blocking out peers who don't mean them any good, blocking out teachers who do not see their potential. God, we need you to cover our children. Show them the way. Show them the way that 
that they ought to take. Show them that it is okay to be who they are. To be excellent. To strive for excellence. God, we are not raising mediocre children. Because they have you. In, the, in their veins, oh God, deep down in the, in the follicles of their being. So help them to be who they need to be. Help us to be who we need to be for them. And help us to be courageous. We know what kind of year we're in. We know what kind of environment we're in. God, help us to be courageous. And then for God, help us to know that we are not alone that we had some people way back when who showed us how we need to move forward in this life in the midst of struggle, in the midst of toil, in the midst of pain, and in the midst of uncertainty. And so God, we stand here today in the fullness and in the confidence and the assurance that all is well and all will continue to be well through Jesus Christ our Lord. So as we move forward from this place, as we return to our seats, God, plant this prayer in our spirits, fertilize it as we move forward, and help it to grow in our hearts, in our minds, and in our bodies for the living of these days. It's in Jesus Christ's name that we pray, and ask it all in the people of God. Say amen. The people of God say amen, and it is so. In Jesus' name. and as a people, uh, just to reiterate uh, our giving and your offering. If you're here in the sanctuary want to give today, there are receptacles both to my left and my right, also receptacles um, as you exit the building. Thank God again um, for our guest, Damon Richardson, for being with us. He waiting for two jobs. Beginning, beginning this Wednesday, the 7th of February, Sheila's birthday, uh, 7th of February, 6.45 to 7.45, he'll teach for the, for the next five weeks. Amen. Is that Wednesday? And Wednesday, uh, Pastor Key just let me know that there's a fellowship, a fellowship of our young adults uh, at 6 p.m. on Wednesday. Amen. Amen. Give God praise for that. Amen. 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 I have, I have become a, a friend and a fan of Damon Richardson over about the past year. Uh, looked at a lot of his content and uh, have come to love the brother from afar, even though he's in Grayson. Uh, Damon Richardson is from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn in the house, New York. Got New York folks. Damon, he's from Brooklyn, New York, y'all. But he has committed the unpardonable sin. He is a Dallas Cowboys fan. Lord have mercy. You got a few of those stragglers in here with you. I, I don't know what y'all looking at. Amen. I want to thank God again that the church in and through Africa will begin this week. And we're just grateful for the gift that God has given us here in Brother Richardson. I'm grateful how it's going to bless our body. Remember, 
you can do it through Zoom, uh, which is at info at the church also the website, um, and you can also uh, get online, see it streaming through YouTube, and also in the sanctuary, you can come every Wednesday at 645, amen, 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 it's, amen, rest of your feet, time to go, God be with you. Till we meet again. Praise God for whom all blessings. www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give on cash app at dollar sign the church with zeal via the givelify app by mail to salem missionary baptist church p.o box 817 lilburn georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.